1: So six to the time it's wake up Wyoming. I just got double check. It's a Wednesday, right? Yeah. Get, okay. Over the hump we go. Yeah, for you Trump supporters out there, of course you won last Today's night. Today's show is sponsored by shrimp flavored breath mints. Seals love them, and you will too. I'm sure I will, but nobody else will want to be around me anyway. Yeah. So it was Trump last night, of course in a. Huge landslide, and all Trump supporters wake up this morning.
0: Uh, well, uh, the celebration continues, I guess. Trump, 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 Trump.
1: Now, Nikki Haley is still hanging in there. She did respectable, you know. She still came in eleven points behind, but that's a lot better than most people thought she was going to do. And this is still far from over here. But at this point, at this point, it appears Trump has it completely locked up. But again, I never believe anything. I'll believe it when Trump actually accepts the nomination. And the reason I say that, as I've said before, is, well, you know how weird planet Earth can be and the human race can be. So I just never believe anything's over until it's over. And I just do that based on life experience. It's not a matter of what I wish for or hope for. It's just a matter. Based on life experience, nothing's ever over until it really is over.
2: Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, drink thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This play.
1: Does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Dave's they call this show all the time and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Uh, Miss Mary, if you're back there and getting yourself all organized and woke it up. So I got a call earlier this morning or a note sent to me from our Secretary of State Chuck Gray. He would like to be on at seven twenty. This morning, and if you want to know why, for the Wyoming Secretary of State, the headline says, files an amicus brief in Colorado. Uh, so, this fight for getting Trump off the ballot, of course, goes to the Supreme Court. It's been fast tracked, and an amicus brief has been filed by the Secretary of State. In other words, it's just the Wyoming Secretary of State stepping in with other states and saying, uh, We would also like to. Uh, here uh, be heard in this case miss mary says that works okay thank you very much for that yeah he'll call in just before uh, during that commercial break there and then get on about the story which i wrote up and put on the wake up wyoming site this morning for those people who want to see what he's going to talk about so all right that we'll deal with a little bit later on this morning canadian court let's go up and look at the canucks for just a minute the canadian courts have sided with the freedom convoy remember that during the whole COVID thing. Remember what uh, the Canadian Prime Minister did to the Freedom Convoy, the way he brought down the hammer on them, which I'm still really... Well, I shouldn't be shocked, but I mean, just the fact that the the Canadian Prime Minister orders the hammer to be brought down on those truckers, and the order was actually carried through. There wasn't anybody who just said, no, we're not going to do that? Okay. Well, the story here says from Hot air blog. Well, this is a pleasant surprise. Score one for the good guys. It says the counterterrorism law used by Justin Trudeau's government to arrest leaders of the freedom convoy during the whole COVID thing and search and seize property and persons involved in any anti-mandated demonstration was deemed unconstitutional by a judge. Too bad they couldn't have done that while it was going on. We have to wait this far out. It's 2024 now, and we're finally doing this. So he says a very brief recap of what the issue was during the anti-mandate truckers convoy during COVID. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked an act that had been put in place, giving the government extraordinary powers under very limited circumstances. It was written in order to give the Canadian government the ability to deal with terrorists and was never intended to be used as a tool to suppress free speech. Despite sympathizing greatly with the truckers, this author says, I could argue that their takeover from Ottawa clearly went beyond free expression. As it essentially shut down the city and was intended to pressure the government into coercion. In response, uh, Justin Trudeau used extraordinary forms of coercion, both physical and financial, and was able to do so based on a very questionable claim that truckers were engaging in terrorism. This al- the author says it was more like Woodstock than anything uh, similar to terrorism. And you remember what that looks like if you were watching on the news. Trudeau's methods were extremely controversial, and rightly so. He used the anti-terrorism powers to seize money, debank, in other words, take people's banking abilities away, and seize property. Trudeau essentially militarized the situation using counter-terrorist attack Ironically, the massive deployment of excessive state power against Trucker's Convoy to reinforce his point. So, okay. At the outset, the story says, of the proceedings, uh, we weren't quite sure which way the court was going to rule on this. But in this case, they ruled in favor of the truckers and said that this was actually just unconstitutional. And Trudeau was not allowed to do it. Which is why... I have to go back and ask again: Why did we have to wait for this decision so long? And now that the court has, uh, the Supreme Court in Canada has ruled in favor of the truckers. Now what? What happens to Trudeau? Is there any compensation due to the truckers? The story says the decision was enormous enough, uh, stretching 126 pages. It's a big deal. It's the first formal acknowledgement that the Canadian government's power is limited when confronting anyone who just disagrees with them. It's one thing the author says to be use prudent measures for public order, but what they did do with the truckers, uh, to, you know. So okay, I still have that question when I I'm so glad to see that. I I really do think it's a a landmark decision for Canada, it might mean something in the future. But I would like to see at some point now, what do, what does Canada do to deal with Justin Trudeau now that he's done something clearly unconstitutional in the way he treated those truckers? I'm surprised he's still prime minister up there, honestly, Canada. I mean, it's about time to get rid of the guy, but all right. And then does any compensation come to the truckers for what happened to them? Are there... Records a sponge. They could at least, at the very least, do that. Clear any criminal records off from these truckers. Make sure they're able to work again. Some of these people had their licenses pulled. I mean, make sure that they can work again. All right. So we'll see. To have a decision is a good thing, but we definitely have to take steps beyond that to try to fix. The wreckage.
3: You can't worry about what other people think. I mean, have you met other people?
0: Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio.
1: 6.2 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. I, mean, I just came across this story here since I was talking about Donald Trump at the very beginning. Of course, uh, he wins the primary last night. So, And Nikki Haley, I while well, she's still 11 points behind, that's respectable compared to where a lot of people thought she was going to be. But then this story just came in. Suddenly, the polls are looking different now that Donald Trump is looking like he's going to be the nominee. Now, again, nothing's ever over until it's over, but at this point, he's so far ahead of everybody else. And there's only one other person, so he's so far ahead of her. But let me go back before I read what's happening with the polls here and just mention something that I had said yesterday. And I've said this throughout my time as a radio host, don't trust polls. They often get it wrong. Now, a lot of times people in news media like to say, well, those polls were right on. Your last minute poll at the last second, maybe. Here, Here's the analogy I gave yesterday. So let's say you have a weather forecaster out there and he's going to forecast the weather for a year out. Well, he's going to get it wrong. He doesn't know what the weather is going to be a year from now. He has no idea. So don't even bother looking at It doesn't mean anything. Six months out, same thing. As he gets about a month out, well, he can name a trend in the weather and say it probably will be something like this, but he can't give you anything exact. About 10 days out, well, he's getting warmer anyway. It's not until he's about two, three days out from the actual day that the weatherman can actually get the weather right. And polls are much the same way. Oftentimes, polling isn't anywhere near correct until they get into a day before the actual vote is taken. And that's typical of a weather forecast or polling. It's the same thing. Although, just like your weatherman gets tomorrow's weather forecast incorrect from time to time, so do polls. Which is why I've said don't trust them. You wait till see wait till you see what actually happens. Now you'll know. But the polls in advance that people keep going through are just – they're garbage. They're a waste of time. Well, here's what just happened. One poll trend but uh, jumped off the page here. Uh, S&P&R – okay, it's a new poll – released its latest poll and they're testing – hang on a second, an ad popped in front of me – the general elections for president of the United States uh, up between Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Okay, So they're saying – 46.8% would vote for Biden. For Trump, be 39.3%, 7.6% not sure, the others 5.6%. And see the sample size. Okay, um they contacted 745 people. That's not enough to make any kind of decision. So okay, President Biden in this one beats Trump by more than seven points if the election were held today, it says. Well, that suddenly is a big switch because they had up until then that Trump would beat Biden. But OK, let's take a look at some of the other polls here. UMass Lowell shows uh, errors favor Democrats. But that's Massachusetts. CNN shows a 50-50 split. New York Times shows a 50-50 split. Sulphur University shows Trump winning. Uh, Fox News shows Trump winning big. Of course, you know, Fox News would show Trump winning big, right? Uh, Survey USA shows Democrats and Biden winning big. And then the third one shows Trump winning. So it kind of goes back and forth. So who do you believe with all of these polls? And this is a lot like the science is settled, the debate is over. Every single poll I just mentioned there shows something slightly different. There's a couple in agreement. Oh, it's about a 50-50 split. In other words, we don't know. All right, story says worst case scenario for Republicans is that the poll is accurate, which seems unlikely. Biden might or might not be up in Pennsylvania, but he almost certainly is not up by seven points. Trump has also... Uh, known quantity about whom people would rather – okay, it goes – it it breaks it all down. Let me see. Here's another one. This is interactive polls. Let's see. Uh, Pennsylvania general election. So this is for Pennsylvania. Biden 47 percent, Trump 39. Among independents, that's Democrat-Republican. Among independents, Biden beats Trump uh, big time. But again, that's in one particular state there. So what does that actually mean? Well, not a whole lot, which is why it's interesting, though, that uh, as I take a look at those, so many different polls show so many different outcomes and their samples are usually so small. Well, we sampled 745 people. Really? That's it? Jude and Casper, uh, 44 percent Haley crossover voting. That's why we must stop it in every single state. Yeah. And I don't doubt at all that there was – in fact, I do remember, Jude, that there were quite a few people who crossed over for this last primary we just held last night. Uh, Democrats that crossed over just for this, and then they went ahead and crossed back just so they can vote against Trump. Okay. Typical and probably will happen here in the state of Wyoming too – Uh, We'll see. Not that Trump's not going to win in Wyoming. We know that that he will. But, yeah, across the country, this is where it comes down to one party meddling in another party's primary. But let's get back to the polls here. You're going to see now that this latest primary is over and all the news outlets are rushing to find stories, they're all going to start taking a look at what polling says and again, don't even bother. If I, if I can give you anything, just don't even bother looking at it because it doesn't mean anything. If you want to know what the numbers really are, go take a look at what actually happens, and then you know what the numbers really are, which has nothing to do with who's going to win the election. Jim and Casper, weather forecasting, if you're a pilot, isn't accurate even 24 hours. And these are people that forecast for pilots with lives at stake. Now, do people think that polls are more accurate? Than, no, you're right, Jim. Absolutely right. And I hate, especially at this time in the morning, telling Jim that he's right about anything. But he's right about this. All right. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast right after that. We'll get back into it. Let's wake Up, Wyoming.
0: Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS.
1: 36 The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Good morning, Dan. Dan's in China. He says Democrat super won't be picking Biden to run against Trump, so the polls don't matter for that reason, too. Right? It really is interesting how a lot of this works. And again, when you take a look at what happens when they finally get together and hold, you know, they always have to do this in order to accept the nominations. You know, the, both parties like to have their big rally and they meet. I don't know where the Republicans or Democrats are meeting this year. But anyway, they all get together and they count up the de- delegates and speeches they're given and so on. And I do remember, for example, when Hillary was running and here comes Bernie Sanders close on her heels. And yet something happened behind the scenes and suddenly Bernie was out. And it was really unfair, and it made a lot of Democrats mad. And I was wondering, were any Democrats just going to leave the Democrat Party because of that? Because those Bernie Sanders supporters were just royally screwed with something like that. Now, in this case, I think it's a little bit different with Trump because the establishment Republicans are not real big Trump fans. And so when he does win, they really hate it. So what happens then? It's just going to be interesting to see. But... Again, just don't believe what the polls are going to do. And I'm still waiting for the bombshell. At some point, Democrats have tried everything, I mean everything, to get rid of Trump. And he's still there, which just, you know, is driving them absolutely insane. So what's the next big bombshell? I don't know. But just waiting, I'm just thinking there ought to be something. Now, real quick, at 7.20 this morning, so we're not too far away from that. I got a note from Chuck Greer, Wyoming Secretary of State. He filed an amicus. Uh, my mouth didn't want to do that this morning. An amicus brief, friend of the court brief, written by individuals or groups who are not directly involved in a legal case but have experience, expertise, or insight to offer the court to assist in its decision. In this case, it's an amicus brief in. On Trump's side, and this has to do with the Colorado case, which will have a lot to do with how it will affect other cases as well as far as getting Trump off the ballot in Colorado. Now, again, for all those people who are going, yay, we won, because there were those who thought that in Colorado, Democrats, because they won. They just won it. We did it. We got him off the ballot. Not really, you didn't, because the court stayed its decision until the Supreme Court hears it. And I'm thinking, yeah, the Supreme Court's going to fast track it. Yes, they're going to be hearing oral arguments February 8th not sure when the actual decision comes down on that one but they're going to be hearing oral arguments on February 8th so that's not too far away they're fast-tracking this because uh well Colorado has got to figure out what they're going to do with their ballots at this point right now as the Supreme Court rules for Colorado that'll have ripple effects across the entire nation and yeah here in Wyoming The lawyer in Laramie who tried to get Trump off the ballot and your Senator Cynthia Lummis off the ballot because of January 6th has filed an appeal with the Wyoming Supreme Court because that case was just thrown out here in Wyoming, just tossed. But he's filing an appeal with the Wyoming Supreme Court to get it put back on. So, of course, Secretary of State will have something to say about that now. Chuck Gray, our Secretary of State, is on at about 7.20 this morning. He and I were passing notes really early this morning, and so he'll explain what the amicus brief is all about and what the case will be like here in the state of Wyoming, which I I don't know what the Wyoming Supreme Court will do with it, whether they'll hear it or not. Almost, I I look at it and think they ought to just reject the appeal out of hand. But that gets back to... This is a weird country. It's a weird planet, and the human race can be really weird. And so I never sit and predict anything. I'll never do that. I made that mistake early on in my life. Well, I I predict the following will happen. And, of course, it it didn't. And a lot of times things, uh, whatever the case is, whatever I was talking about, I'd be blindsided by something I never saw coming. I thought for sure I knew the answer. But then there was something coming our way, like a giant asteroid that took the dinosaurs out. They never saw that coming. Uh, They thought they had it made. uh, 100 million years of dominating the planet, they thought they had it all sewed up. Then here comes that asteroid. Never saw that coming. So that's just the way the universe spins. And we'll just have to wait and see exactly what happens. I don't know. All right, I'm coming up on the extended forecast with Don Day. We get to stay in this nice bubble of niceness for a little bit longer. I have a live chat with him at 745. That's not going to hold out forever. It's going to bust. The bubble will bust. But until then, no, enjoy it. Because when it does bust, well... It'd probably be every bit as bad as what we went through just about a week ago. You can't control how good a day you're going to have, but you can control how weird a day everybody else has. Be the weirdest, most confusing, unhinged part of
0: everybody's day. Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 6:48.
1: It's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go, Frank Gambino, waiting by. Frank, I've got a story about a Wyoming guy that you've never heard of, but should have. What has he done? Okay. Well, he's been doing it since 1973. Back in 1973, Yellowstone National Park put a ad in a paper. They need someone not just to work, you know, during the summer months, but stay there in the wintertime. And pretty much, pretty much in the center of the park, the job would be to do things like. Go to all the cabins and other buildings. You know how much snow they get on the roofs there. That could collapse it. mm -hmm. Remove that snow. And make sure other things survive the winter. So when they open up in the summer, they don't have that many problems. A caretaker.
4: Okay. In the winter.
1: Yes. So in 1973, they put the ad out and one guy showed up and applied for the job. Stephen Fuller. So he got the job Mm -hmm. and has been living in this neat little cottage pretty much in the center of Yellowstone ever since. Now he did get married. I saw a picture of his wife back then. Gorgeous woman. Had a couple of very pretty daughters and they were raised there in Yellowstone. Never had a television. Never did the internet thing. Still lives there. Still works there. The kids have moved off. The wife is gone. It's him and two cats and a bunch of books. And he's a photographer too. Okay. He must like his job. He loves his job. He doesn't want to be anywhere else. And while watching a story on him, he was asked about retirement. And he thinks, well, I am getting to that age, but what would I go do? I mean,
4: well, no, you don't want to live in the middle of Yellowstone unless you're working, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't know. Well, I mean, if he were to retire, he goes to where? Well, can't he stay where he's at? Well, the, the house is there because he works there.
4: Oh. it comes
1: with the job. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know what he plans to do there. But now he's he's up in years, as you can imagine now. But he's still – it was a – I have it on the Wake Up Wyoming site with a video that you can watch of this guy as he just works out there in the wintertime. And, yeah, there's several months out of the year where nobody's getting to him. He's all by himself out there. And mm-hmm. he's good with that.
4: Oh, yeah. I would say after all those years, like, you know what? Yeah. This is – I got it made here. Yeah. I mean, does he make a lot of money? Probably not. Doesn't need to. No, he's good. All right. A men's college basketball the Wyoming Cowboys lost at San Diego State last night, 81-65. They dropped the 10-9 overall, 3-3 in Mountain West play. Cowboys played a decent first half and led by five early in the second half. After that, the Aztecs said uh, enough is enough, and they scorched the post with 66% shooting in the second half. At the same time, UW shot 35% from the field in that second half of play, and that was that. Sam Griffin led the way, uh, for the, for the pokes again with 22 points. Mason Walders had 18. Brendan Wenzel had a tough game. He went 0 for 8 from the floor. Wyoming has lost to San Diego State 11 straight times. They'll host number 24 Colorado State on Saturday afternoon in Laramie. Women's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowgirls at home tonight at the Double A to meet Air Force. UW's in first place in the Mountain West at 5 and 1 coming off a four point win over Colorado State their last time out. Cowgirls are 10 and 7 overall. Then Air Force is 9 and 10. That's a 630 start tonight from Laramie. Women's junior college basketball from last night. Casper College rated 23rd in the country. Crushed Gillette College on the road, 90 to 68 to get to 17 and 4 on the year. Andy Schusler th- tossed in a half a dozen three pointers for the T Birds and route to 22 points. Casper College men lost to Gillette last night, 87-80 to drop them the 12 and nine. Both T Bird teams will host Western Wyoming on Saturday. Boys high school basketball from over the weekend first on Friday in a battle of the two top rated teams in 4A. Cheyenne Central is 14 and 0 after an 8172 win over Laramie as the Plainsmen dropped the 10 and 2. Kelly Walsh beat Cody forty-seven thirty-seven. the Trona Big over Thunder Basin 55-33, Buffalo over Glenrock 59-29, and Hewlett over Midwest 69-40. On Saturday for the boys, the Trona improved to 11-0 with a 58-34 win over Campbell County, Riverton Edge, Kelly Walsh 43-41, the Trotons are 5-8, and, and Glenrock beat Moorcroft 79-39, the Herders are 3-4. On the girls' side from Friday, Laramie is 8-4 after a 53-47 win over Cheyenne Central, Central drops to 11-3, Cody over... Over Kelly Walsh, 45-23. Thunder Basin beating Natrona, 48-41. Buffalo over Glenrock, 62-21. And Hewlett Midwest, 43-20. On Saturday, Kelly Walsh over Riverton, 43-37. The Trojans are 3-10. and Natrona is 3-8 and after a 56-33 loss to Campbell County. And Glenrock is 3-4 and after a 38-36 win over Moorcroft. In baseball, longtime Colorado Rockies star Todd Helton has been elected to the Hall of Fame. What a career this guy had. 17 years with the Rockies. A five-time All-Star. five hundred. 590- 19 hits, 369 home runs, a lifetime 316 batting average and a three-time gold glove award winner on defense. And Helton will be inducted into Cooperstown on July the 21st.
1: Well, that's quite a career.
4: Yeah, he was, you know, he was, when he was on an injury rehab, he came to Casper to play with the ghosts Mm -hmm. for like three games yeah. He was fantastic. Okay. He bought the entire team lunch and dinner. I mean, they ordered out from Outback. I mean, this is like twenty five, thirty people. Yeah, you know, and he did it all, all three days. He was great with the fans, great with the media. He was. I, I asked him, I "Go, how did you get here?" He goes, well, "I just drove."
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, he was just pretty yeah, unassuming yeah. guy. You See, know? <laughs> this shows there's a lot more to being a successful sports guy. Than just showing up and playing the game. Yeah,
4: he's, he's a great, 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 great guy. Great uh-huh. hitter too.
1: Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to talk about. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Your Wyoming Secretary of State at seven twenty this morning to wake up Wyoming. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Wednesday, and over the hump we go. Okay, I've, I mentioned earlier Secretary of State Chuck Gray is coming on because Wyoming is joining through the Secretary of State's office with uh, the suit to get Trump back on the ballot in Colorado, which is heading to the Supreme Court. They're going to hear oral arguments on February 8th. He filed what's called an amicus brief. He'll discuss all of that. That'll be about 7.20 this morning. Today's show is sponsored by... Shrimp-flavored breath mints. Seals love them, and you will too. I'm sure nobody else will. Okay, now let's go real quick, step out of this state before we get back with the Secretary of State for Wyoming. Let's go to Chicago. Chicago is one of those sanctuary cities. And the new Chicago mayor is every bit as bad, if not worse, than the old Chicago mayor. Headline, Democrats in Chicago sue the mayor over housing of illegal aliens. His own party's going against him. Residents of Chicago fed up with how the mayor is running the city, so they're suing him. Democrat Mayor Johnson, and and it's, it's really particularly because the mayor, and I only say this because it matters to the topic. So the mayor is a black man, and it was that community that helped him heavily to get that office, right? And the very people who voted for him from his own communities are the ones who are suing him. Democrat versus Democrat in a battle over who should get priority treatment when it comes to housing in poor communities. City of Chicago is trying to convert community centers, the story says, and school buildings into shelters for illegal aliens. Two lawsuits by Chicago residents who are in those neighborhoods against the mayor. There's about 35,000 illegal aliens based in Chicago from Texas. Now, when Chicago complains, well, you just sent us 35,000 illegal aliens, you should see what Texas has. By the way, you're supposed to be a sanctuary city, Chicago. So it really, it sounds great to say we are a sanctuary city until you actually have to do it. Shelter space quickly running out. Warehouses have been converted to shelters, and they are filled to capacity. Illegals are living in poor conditions, and that is caused by city officials looking for any other kind of venue. One of the new venues chosen is a field house in a park. This is where local kids play football instead of roaming the streets. Residents are furious. It's their neighborhood's crown jewel. They're taking away that iconic house for illegal immigrants. Uh, A government employee and Democrat who coaches the football team is furious. Handwriting the lawsuit uh, in a notebook, she argues the field house was designated for recreation use within the community to keep the kids out of trouble. Because these are really bad neighborhoods and they want the kids to get away from the influence of the gangs and do something different. And this was actually making a difference, she, she argues. She's also angry that the mayor has spent more than $250 million providing services for illegal aliens when the very community that he comes from is in poverty. She said there's a humanitarian crisis in Chicago's black community, yet he didn't send any money that way, not until the illegals showed up. So you see the problem. The story said about 28% of the neighborhood lives below the poverty line and residents complain funding to improve their lives is hard to come by. Harris said with 70% of the teens he coached coming from the households with single mothers, uh, he and some other people there were surrogate parents, essentially, in the neighborhood, trying to help them onto a better life and stay out of trouble, stay out of the gangs. Over the south side of Chicago, other successful lawsuits objected to the abandoned school being converted into a shelter. One consultant for a former U.S. Navy officer sued the city when he learned of the plans last May. South Shore High School closed for lack of funding years ago. Ninety-four percent of the neighborhood long complained about it and wanted it to be a community center. Guess who's there now? Jones said that despite the mayor blaming Texas and Governor Abbott for the city's problem with illegal aliens, the open border is the fault of Joe Biden. This, I wonder how that's going to play out in the election, too, because we haven't been through as much of it here in Wyoming as the rest of the country. But there are Democrat strongholds throughout the country, hardcore Democrat strongholds throughout the country, that they preferred the idea of declaring themselves a sanctuary city. They wanted to declare themselves a sanctuary city. Now, this is happening, and Biden has done absolutely nothing about it. In fact, encouraged it. So what what do they want to do in this next election? Now, this doesn't mean that these folks go put on MAGA hats and start cheering on Trump. But they definitely have to end the problem that they're in because it's destroying their communities. What I'm talking about here in Chicago is just one example of what's happening all over the country. This, again, this doesn't mean that these people become conservatives, but do they want to keep voting for what they're voting for? At some point, people break. Something's got to change, right? So the story says immigration and open border is a top issue for voters in this cycle. Voters traditionally take for granted. Democrats are moving away from Biden out of frustration. Every state is a border state now. I hadn't thought about that before. That's a, I like the way the, the the writer put that. If you think about it, Every state is a border state now. We feel it less here in Wyoming than some of the more populated states, but man, the problems they have. Poor communities hit hardest, says the story, by Biden's border crisis. Sanctuary cities are making illegal aliens a priority over those who actually live in the city, born there, raised there. Their needs come before those who live in communities who are told to wait There's just no money for these problems. Think about that. How long have they said from government, You know, there's just no money to solve these problems in the community here. There's nothing we can do to help you. Then here come the illegals, and suddenly the floodgates of money open up. Democrat politicians who have embraced being sanctuary cities and states may find themselves out of office soon, says this writer, which I would hope be the case, but okay. I also wonder, what does it do? for the, the budgets of these cities and states because they were already stretched to the limit as it was. And now this happens, and they're begging for money from the Biden administration to take on the whole problem of illegal aliens. They don't have the money to do this. This is overwhelming them. It's not just overwhelming them financially. A crime has spiked as well, homeless problems, drug problems. Etc. Etc. et, cetera, et cetera. And That doesn't mean that everybody who's coming across the border is a bad person. Certainly not the case. But we do have those who are. And they are causing problems. So, again, it, it just sounds really great to declare yourself a sanctuary city and, by gosh, you're a good person for doing so. Until you actually have to do it. Then you begin to realize that maybe you made a mistake. Honey, the dog is dead in the living
5: room. We don't have a dog. Did you bring a dead dog in the living room? Yeah. Can you get rid of it, please?
6: I kind of like him. He's quiet.
0: Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Live and local all across Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-Woods or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 7.20
1: is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, hang on to those calls. We'll get to open phones and all that in just a few minutes from now. Head on to Cheyenne, Wyoming, where Chuck Gray hasn't given me a tour of his office yet, but I'm sure there's a picture of me on his desk, I'm sure. There's got to be.
5: Glenn, great yes. to be on the program. Thanks for having me. When are we going to do that tour?
1: Uh, yes, actually, I've been thinking about heading down to Cheyenne. Just uh, I mean, since we got some nice days here, and then just find out when you're free and go ahead and get a tour of your whole of your facilities there. Did you get a nice place near the Capitol?
5: Well, our office. We're very blessed, and I love sitting down with Wyoming. I mm-hmm. if anybody's coming through Cheyenne, give me a call. My cell is three zero seven two five one. 1372. You can text or call me and love sitting down with people when they come through Cheyenne. And and, there's not uh, many
1: states where people can just call their secretary of state. That's a rare thing. So be glad you live here. All right. Colorado is going to make their case in front of the Supreme Court. And I think that happens on February 8th. And Wyoming has something to say about it.
5: Yes, I have filed an amicus brief, a friend of the court brief, the only secretary of state in the nation who has filed a, a brief in support of the petitioner, who of course is President Trump and also the Colorado Republican party, who's also been aggrieved by this outrageous decision by the Colorado Supreme Court for activists in black robes deciding to remove President Trump from the ballot, which is just outrageous. It's inconsistent with the text and the history of the Fourteenth Amendment. So our friend of the court brief gets into that and and talks about how it's inconsistent with the text of the Fourteenth Amendment and how also what happened on January sixth was not an insurrection. It was merely in individuals using their First Amendment rights uh, to question the results of an election. And that's that's what we lay out in our Amicus brief and we asked the the Supreme Court, the National Supreme Court to reverse what the colorado supreme court did in late november and we're very hopeful that that we're going to be successful in this
1: okay how does this play out is february 8th as i know when they hear oral arguments is the brief that you're filing is that something that's just written or is there is there something that happens in the oral argument as well
5: america first legal prepared uh, the brief pro bono on behalf of our office. So we filed that and they did a great job. 11 secretaries of state filed sort of an amicus brief that didn't take a side, uh, one way or another. It sort of just said that, that the standard that was put forward by the Colorado Supreme Court was confusing, but they didn't take a side with, with, uh, what to do. So we were the only secretary of state of the nation to do that. I'm, I'm going to be in, in, the capital for a Secretary of State conference anyway on February eighth. So I'm planning on attending oral argument, and did that in the past in the Obamacare case, which of course John Roberts betrayed us on back in in twenty uh, what was that 2011, 2012 and plan on attending oral argument again because this is absolutely important. I mean, if if we allow this to stand, if this stands, our republic is lost because. Mm-hmm. The people should be able to choose who to elect for themselves. And what the Colorado Supreme Court did in, in using this outrageous 14th Amendment argument is just inconsistent uh, with with our Republican values.
1: Now, if Trump wins Repub- this at the U.S. Supreme Court level, then doesn't the Supreme Court ruling affect every single state? There's a ripple effect. It should just shut every other case down across the country.
5: Yes, it It should. Uh, depending on how they rule, but, but most likely they will rule in a way that, that will have precedential value in, in every single state. And in our state, of course, I was sued by this radical attorney in, in Laramie who's trying to remove Trump from the ballot. We won on our motion to dismiss. He did appeal last week, so that is pending before the the Supreme Court here in Wyoming, and we're preparing a defense uh, to to win there. As well, but of course, depending on how they rule, this should sort of uh, settle the issue nationally.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that he appeals that, and the Wyoming Supreme Court is is gonna. I I would like them to just dismiss. You know, Chuck, I've learned between the Wyoming Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court, never, even though you know what they should say, never believe that they're just going to say that. You just got to wait to see how it plays out.
5: Well, and it gets caught up in in timing and and courts want to narrowly tailor their decisions, which I I hope doesn't happen at the national level. They just need to settle this, settle this, ensure that that that, it, that not only is is President Trump going to be on the ballot, that an argument couldn't be brought at the end of the year because they could try to narrowly tailor the decision. Just uh, until the end of the year and and then it would come up again, and that that 's problematic let 's just settle this it 's very clear it should be nine this Colorado Supreme Court is clearly just a bunch of activists, right. and we kind of saw this coming, and we we can get this settled very quickly
1: well, you bring up an interesting point though, because the Colorado case just has to do with what's going to happen during their primary. Then we gotta worry about what happens on the general election. So this needs to be fought in such a way that takes care of both.
5: Exactly. And and that's why our state has a clear interest here. I mean the media has always been attacking me and say, Why are you getting involved in this, Chuck? Because we've been on this from the start. We we sent a letter to the New Hampshire Secretary of State last September when he was talking about removing Trump from the ballot. And of course he backed off that and last night we saw just a tremendous victory. Uh, from from trump and it's time it's way past time for uh nikki haley to get out of this race and we also filed an amicus brief at the colorado supreme court because we saw the potential for them to rule the way they did and and we led that brief with missouri and ohio and so it's it's this we, we've been ahead of this we've seen where the left is is going with this and And we really do need a clear case, clear ruling from the Supreme Court. But we have an interest, Glenn, like you said, because when one state denies electors from a candidate, that affects every single other state, including Wyoming. And when one state denies the opportunity for a candidate to achieve delegates in their primaries or caucus, that affects every other state, especially states that have later primaries and caucuses like Wyoming. And so we have a clear interest here. And, and of course, another example of how the media is wrong.
1: It still seems clear in my head, though, that if Trump has never been convicted of any kind of insurrection, in fact, I don't even recall anyone actually charging him with it. It's just people say he's guilty, but there's no charge. There's no conviction. Then how can they move forward
0: with this?
5: And that's one of the arguments that we make in in our filing that there's other arguments as as well because one of the things they're saying right is that that the the text of the 14th amendment allows this to be done before a conviction and that argument doesn't make sense it's inconsistent with the history and the text around the 14th amendment in addition to the fact that that Trump is not an officer of the United States and that's a, a technical argument that That we make in the filing and then you get into the substantive arguments around the fact that this wasn't an insurrection and and so that's sort of the the layered way that we make our case so that there's multiple ways uh for the supreme court to rule in 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 the way that that is consistent with people being able to make a decision for themselves as to who they elect and that's the same thing that that president trump as the petitioner is is doing before the supreme court making all those arguments and the same thing that the colorado republican party which has also been agreed by this decision uh is making as well
1: all right Wyoming secretary well. of state chuck ray thanks for coming on this morning chuck
5: all right thanks glenn
1: coming up on some local business we have to take care of. news time update on your weather forecast let's wake up wyoming
0: on local politics, or something like that. Tune in weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m., to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
1: 7.36 at the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. We'll get into open phones and all of that next hour of the program. Oh, and, and by the way, so our friend Greg from Laramie, now just so you know, I like Greg. Uh, he's, he's a good caller. So we have Dave from San Francisco, who we haven't heard in a while. He's very hardcore leftist and just an obnoxious jerk, which is why Dave doesn't last long on his program. I end up hanging up on before he finishes what he really wants to say because he's just being an obnoxious jerk, and I do not put up with that. I have zero tolerance for that. Been through enough of that in my life. I'm just done with people like that. Greg, uh, Greg, on the other hand, is a nice guy. I like him. He's got a good sense of humor. He and I don't agree on anything. Now, he and Dave probably agree on everything, but at least when Greg presents himself, he's fun to talk to. Yesterday, he was the last caller on this program, got in at the last moment before I was no longer able to take any callers, just that last moment. And what he said was, oh, my Lord, everybody else who listens to this program would want to wring his neck. Even though he said it in the nicest possible and funny way, you're just going to hate his opinions. So I gave him a hard time for calling with those opinions at the last possible second. I just, why would you do that to me? Now, nobody can call and respond to you. Show's over. So I I told him, and I was going to do it, and I have it. I saved what he said, and I have it. And next hour, I'm going to play it back. So the rest of you could hear what Greg said. And then you can call in and respond to him. You're going to want to hear it, but I'm warning you in advance. Just trigger warning, okay? He's going to trigger you in multiple ways, and he's going to drive you just absolutely insane. But, hey, at least you get a chance to respond now. He's not calling at the last second. All right. Real quick side story. Let's go to Jackson. A prediction was made that home prices in Jackson, Wyoming would finally start coming down. And as the case with many predictions, not only did that not happen, but the opposite happened to the extreme. Which is why oftentimes I look at experts and predictions and I go, why am I listening to you guys? Average home price Jackson, Wyoming hit record high at 8.6 million, Cowboys Day Daily. Jackson Hole had 22% fewer closings over the year of 2023 and 24% decrease in dollar volume of real estate. So, but it would be a mistake to see those numbers as real cooling off period for that market. In fact, the story says Jackson set a new record for average list price for homes, hitting an average price of about $8.625 million, which is up 13%. Over the past year. Medium prices, meanwhile, were down 2% over the year to 3.43 million. That's your average slum home in Jackson, right? I remember uh, last time I was in Jackson, I just, I was in the downtown area and I decided, let's just keep walking. So I started walking through some of the neighborhoods that are right in that area and I'm looking at very average homes. Nothing unique or special about them. And I'm looking at thinking, that's like a $3 million house right there. Quote, it's not due to lack of buyers wanting to buy. It's due to lack of sellers wanting to sell, said one real estate agent. Our inventory is just so low right now. That's really what's driving it. Basic supply and demand. Inventory low, so prices go up. The group regularly tracks real estate sales in Jackson Hole, issuing quarterly year-end reports. Latest saw Jackson Hole had just 58 single-family homes for sale, only two of those were listed for less than two million. So if you bought your home in Jackson for less than two million, you are considered poor. You're living in poverty. You might as well just go ahead and sit out in your front yard with a tin cup and I'm sorry, gold cup and wait for people to go by and drop municipal bonds in there because well, what good are coins going to do? Okay, while the company had predicted a price drop at the end of 2023, that never materialized. The year closed with a total of 335 sales in the Teton County area, but think about that though. Again, it was predicted. They looked at all of the market factors and they predicted, well, we're going to have a drop, prices are going to sell, things are going to cool down. That's what the market experts predicted. And I'm not saying they're stupid people, but I'm again I'm saying you're going by predictions. Sometimes predictions will come true. But this is much like when you sit down, let's say you're playing poker or you're gambling in some way and you make all sorts of predictions based on what you think is going on and that's what you bet on. And how often are you right? Rarely are you ever right. So, okay, prices continue to go up in Jackson. At some point, maybe it pops. But still, that's going to be unaffordable to most everybody listening right now found
7: anything yet nothing yet sir how about you not a thing sir what about you guys we ain't found
0: admit it you were hoping somebody would say that polish off that tin hat you'll need it for this one wake up wyoming with glenn woods available on demand on the wake up wyoming app 7.45
1: 7.45 the time it's Wake Up Wyoming off we go to talk to Don Day from Dayweather so we're still in this bubble of niceness but I was watching your podcast this morning thinking yeah but the witch is stirring her pot isn't she wait a second there hang on a second I did all of that and he wasn't here <laughs> hang on <laughs> Let's see uh-huh. and Don Day over there try that again You're going to hear some ringing going on here. There we go. And, you know, Don, it would probably be helpful if after I set you up, I actually clicked dial. There you go. Yeah, that would. (laughs) So, my brilliant open that you missed is we're still in this nice bubble of niceness here. And yet, according to your podcast, I see the witch stirring her pot.
8: Yeah, but the good news is the the pot is stirring, but yeah. far away from here, and, and the big stirring won't happen for a while. Okay, We have a little bit of weather to deal with. Um We've got a little wave coming through tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night into Friday morning, and there's going to be a little bit of snow shower activity for some folks out there, especially along Interstate 80. High country will pick up a little bit of snow, but it'll be gone in less than 24 hours. And then Friday through the weekend and we're expecting probably through Wednesday and Thursday and next week, nada. And uh, there's just really not going to be much going on. So we've got more of this nice weather to go through uh, where temperatures are going to be good. Winds won't be very strong. And uh, it'll be a nice weather pattern.
1: Okay. So don't complain about it. I don't want to hear it now. Somebody will. I know somebody, somebody will. You know, yes. I mean, but now in the meantime, though, if, if you're on the western side of the state or the southern part of the state, you might get a little bit of action there
8: yeah that's where the best chance of snow showers will be we we have more storminess battering the pacific northwest coast and these storm systems just keep coming but they weaken as they head east um and so there will be basically the last gasp of these systems are when they get to the continental divide so along the divide and close to the mountains you're going to see a chance of snow showers with these systems but when once we get beyond tomorrow night into friday morning we actually see high pressure build into the west and even the west coast will get a break from the weather and that's what's going to give us that five or six day period where there just won't be much going on again now late next week the weekend after this one it's a different ball game that that's what uh, i think you were implying in terms of the The Witch's Bowl getting stirred. Mm -hmm. So we've got some time before that happens.
1: Okay. I just noticed that there's a lot of things that are lining up, but I don't see any predictions about how it plays out yet.
8: Well, put it this way, hmm. I mean we're we're gonna see a change. Yeah. I mean we're 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 gonna have chances for snow go up, temperatures go down, but that's yeah. as much as I can tell you.
9: All
1: right. Thank you, Don. Don day with day weather when well, I see you gotta wonder though. Is that as much as he can tell us or is he holding back? Not as much as he can tell us. Right? Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino. So I decided to go ahead and look it up, Frank, just because I'm an idiot this way. Who's performing at the Super Bowl this halftime? Usher. Usher is. Okay. That's not a bad choice. Reba McIntyre.
4: I think is the national anthem part.
1: Too? I I think so. Post Malone. He's, he's going to be in be the there. the
4: pregame show too. And
1: yeah, okay. I'm young, so I don't know who Andre yeah. Day is. I've no clue. But Usher is
4: going to be the main one. Yeah, know,
1: he's see. he's the big uh, act that's coming. in. Okay, going to be interesting to see how they put that together. Which I. I don't know. Maybe you're like me. I'm not sure. Maybe you're like me, but I really don't stick around for any halftime shows. I used to not watch the Super Bowl, not being a sports fan, but I would show up for the halftime show.
4: Yeah, it, it, depending on who's playing, yes. you know. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of times it's just go to the bathroom, have something to eat. Now, now if the Kansas City Chiefs make the Super Bowl, you know, Taylor Swift will be right there and somewhere in the, no. in the building. They can just say, hey, come on down. Yeah, you as know? long as you're up there, yeah.
1: quit screaming for your boyfriend up there. Just yeah. come on down and come have a good time down, with everybody you know? else
4: sing
1: yeah. a few tunes you yeah know. that's okay so now the the halftime shows they have gotten it seems to me it from the we the top production
4: oh my lord
1: how much does it cost to put on one of those oh my lord
4: yeah and rehearsal and the whole you know i mean that that's not just oh, oh you go we're gonna set you up with a, with a cardboard stage here and just yeah it, it, it's wishes well, is very I, very involved as very a involved. kid I do kind
1: of remember that it wasn't all I mean yeah they had the marching bands out there they had yeah. some big singer out there they they would put up a platform for the singer to perform on and it just kept getting bigger and bigger until now I wonder how they get all of that stuff out onto the stage. And set up everything in time to do the show, and then how to tear it down so they have a game, but still the field isn't damaged. They rehearse that, too. Oh, wow. Over and over okay. and
4: over again.
1: I might actually want to go take a look at how many people does it take to put on the show? Hundreds. Yeah. and Literally you, hundreds. So you would think, besides the acts, rehearsing what they're going to do, which is pretty intensive... Everybody who sets up and tears down has gone through how much rehearsal in order to figure that out?
4: Well, they gotta get it done, you know, it's not like they have all day.
1: Yeah, no, no, they no. They have
4: about seven minutes to, to start and seven minutes to end. Men's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys lost at San Diego State 81-65. They dropped the 10-9 overall, 3-3 in Mountain West Plain. Pokes played a decent first half and led by five early in the second half. After that, the Aztecs said enough is enough. They scorched the Pokes for 66% shooting in the second half. At the same time, UW shot 35% from the field in the second half, and that was that. Sam Griffin led the way with 22 points and Mason Walters at 18. Brendan Wenzel had a tough game. He went 0 for 8. Wyoming has lost to San Diego State 11 straight times and will host number 24 Colorado State on Saturday afternoon in Laramie. Women's college basketball. The women Cowgirls will be at home tonight to meet Air Force. UW is in first place in the Mountain West at 5 and 1, coming off a four point win over Colorado State their last time out. Cowgirls are 10 and 7 overall. Air Force is 9 and 10. That is a 630 start tonight from Laramie. Women's junior college basketball. Casper College rated 23rd in the country. Crushed Gillette College on the road last night. 90 to 68 to get to 17 and 4 on the year. Andy Schuster tossed in a half a dozen three-pointers for the T-Birds and a route to 22 points. Casper College men lost to Gillette last night, 87-80, to drop the 12-9. Both T-Bird teams will host Western Wyoming from Rock Springs on Saturday. And boys' high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday, in a battle of the two top-rated teams in 4A. Cheyenne Central is 14-0 after an 81-72 win over Laramie. The Plainsmen dropped the 10-2. Kelly Walsh over Cody, 47-37. The Toronto Big over Thunder Basin, 55-33. Buffalo over Glenrock, 59-2. 29, and Hewlett over Midwest 69 to 40. On Saturday for the boys, Natrona improved to 11-0. they with a 58-34 win over Campbell County. Riverton has Kelly Walls 43-41. The Trodons are 5-8. and eight. Glenrock over Moorcroft, 79-39, and the Herders are 3-4. On the girls' side from Friday, Laramie's 8-4 after a 53-47 victory over Cheyenne Central, and Central is now 11-3. Cody over Kelly Walsh, 45-23. Thunder Basin over Natrona, 48-41. Buffalo beat the Glenrock 62-21 and healed it over Midwest, 43-20. On Saturday, Kelly Walsh over Riverton, 43-37. So they're 3-10 on the year. is 3-8 after a 56-33 loss to Campbell County, and Glenrock 3-4 after a 38-36 win over Moorcroft. In baseball, Longtime Colorado Rockies star Todd Helton has been elected to the Hall of Fame. What a career this guy had. 17 years with the Rockies, a five-time All-Star, 2,519 hits, 369 home runs, a lifetime 316 batting average, lifetime 316, and a three-time Gold Glove winner on defense. He'll be inducted in Cooperstown on the 21st of July. That guy didn't do anything small, did he? No, no. It, no I just a, That's kind of life you leave, Frank. You know, at the plate, it's like he, he was swinging the bat like like yes. his feet were on
1: fire. Gets up in the morning and thinks, what kind of record am I going to break today? Yeah,
4: and then he goes fishing.
1: Yeah, that's sure. And then breaks a record fishing. Yeah. Too. I mean, yeah. pulls in some big bass yeah, and this, like this
4: is vicious, yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local business we got to take care of. Hey, rolling to newtime time after that. National, local update on the weather forecast. Do have open phones? Also, our liberal friend from Laramie called yesterday as the last caller of the program. I, I Said all sorts of outrageous things that would just make you mad as hell. But I couldn't take any callers after him because it was the end of the show. But I saved the call, just so you can hear it. Your heads can explode and you can respond. That's next. It's wake up, William. 6th of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. For you Trump fans out there, yes, he won the next one, too. Yes, Nikki Haley's still in there. We got into that in the first hour of the program. This hour, I want to do something a little bit different. Today's show is sponsored by shrimp flavored breath mints. Seals love them, and you will too. Of course, you'll be single, but uh, hey, enjoy that shrimp. Okay, so we're doing the open phone thing. But I'm going to start with something that was an opportunity for you guys yesterday that would have been missed, but I thought about you. And I saved it so we could play it again. Here we go.
2: Morning, Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, Right. Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing.
1: 897-WOOD's the phone number. That's 897-WOODS. Okay, so as I explained last hour, we do get a call occasionally. From Dave from San Francisco. And Dave, I say it that way because he's snooty. Dave thinks that San Francisco is doing everything right. I don't think he... You know, we might walk down the sidewalks here in Wyoming and slip and poop. But it's animal poop. It has absolutely nothing to do with a human being stopping it. I hang up on Dave from San Francisco because he's an obnoxious jerk. Right. Okay, but then there's Greg from Laramie. When Greg calls in, he agrees with everything Dave has to say, but at least he's funny and fun. Boy, he left you guys a message yesterday. He was the last caller, and I wasn't allowed to. I was out of time. You guys had no chance to respond. So I saved the call. We'll get to that, but first let's talk to Nancy and Cheyenne. Hello, Nancy.
6: Hello. Cheyenne. I'd like to comment on this Supreme Court decision with the uh, immigration problem. I think they're looking at this in the wrong way. Uh, I would see it as not so much an immigration thing as an invasion thing. I think they looked at it in totally the wrong direction. I can see that. Uh, yeah. But regardless, what it is, is, you know, and we're stuck with it at yeah. least for a little while longer. Yeah, a little
1: while longer. They got to close down the border, then they got to send people home.
7: Uh, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, trying to deport millions of people that don't want to leave. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, anyway, we'll see how it goes. All
1: right. Thank you, Nancy. Appreciate it. And you can do what she just did. She just called and interrupted me, and that's absolutely fine. That's what open phones is. Get a little bit of that every single day. So, again, Greg called, and I, I saved this from yesterday so you guys could hear it and respond.
3: Hi, Glenn. I was uh, just listening to that interview. It was very long on fear and short on ideas. Okay. Uh, a lot to parse through. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciated your conversation last week about understanding where these people come from. They're trying to go across the border. Yeah. I do think that uh had we not elected Bush Cheney in about 2000 and blown up the Middle East, Uh Um, We might might not have as many immigrants on the border, but Mm -hmm. long-term consequences are not what we think about. Okay,
1: you and I can certainly argue that, but I'm just going to let you continue.
3: Okay. Well, I mean, when I listen to all the things, you know, the Senate, again, she she said that the Senate is not taking up the bills. Well, why waste time on things that are absolutely ludicrous to take up? The Senate's role and the House's role is to come to compromise. I am in a belief that the house does not want any border bill to be passed this year because the Republicans have absolutely nothing to run on except for the border. They have no policies, they have no ideas. They don't care about humanity. And if you're not going to fund if you're not going to fund Ukraine, I would argue that we might as well just disband our overseas operations for the military okay. and just say Let's protect America, like the common defense said, and uh, save a ton of money.
1: Okay, I'm gonna if call Greg, I'm gonna call not fair. See, from now on, if you're gonna make a call like this with everything that you uh-huh. just said, and you know it's driving my you are driving my audience insane right now, right? And you do this as the very last call of the show. Greg, how about you I'm
7: waiting for Days to call.
1: Yeah, but now how about you call in earlier in the show? That way I can take calls from people who want to call up and just tell you that you're full of it. And I can I can sit back and relax the rest of the program after the nonsense you just spent. But no, you wait for the last call of the day. What am I supposed to do with this, Greg? Well, That's why I saved it and decided to go ahead and play it right now. Now, I love his whole idea that the Republicans have absolutely nothing to run on. This is what he said about you Republicans out there, that you don't want to fix the border problem because other than the border, you have absolutely nothing to run on. No ideas, nothing, really nothing. OK, I would bet your Republicans out there could come up with a few ideas on what you can run on. I bet you can come up with a long list of ideas on what you can go ahead and run on. What What's going wrong right now? I can start with the national debt. Now, so you know, I blame both parties for national debt, but Biden, wow, has outspent every. You thought Obama was bad with spending, and yes, Trump was bad with spending too. Holy cow, what we've been through with this president, and he keeps on going, throwing money at things. In fact, with uh, weakening our energy supply, coal, gas, and oil, weakening our energy supply and giving us wind and solar, which puts us in a really precarious position as far as energy is concerned. So we can certainly throw that at it, trying to force the American people into a net zero economy, which destroys our economy, trying to get you guys, force you guys into electric cars, which most of you out there don't want. Inflation is still a problem. You can try to make the argument, and Greg Wood, inflation is really down, really? You live out there. How's inflation working for you? It has cooled, but it's still rising. It's nice to see some things down like gas prices, but that's not going to stay. And while we're at it, how about that strategic oil reserve that needs to be replenished? So we can start there. And the whole border thing, even if Biden were to stop the border right now, just close the border now, He still has created a problem where he was talking about Harriet Hegeman. That's the interview that I had on the air. We were talking about, I said probably about uh, 6 million people in, and she said more like 11 million, she believes, in the country now. And this is creating a lot of problems around the nation. And a good bulk of the, illegals have been coming in for a long time. But we've never seen a surge like we've seen under the Biden administration. So now I'm just still scratching the surface here, right? All right, let's head on down to Greeley, Colorado. Hello, Warren.
9: Hi, Glenn. Uh, I'm in exile down here in Greeality. Mm. I'm a diehard MAGA Republican, but yeah. I have to confess, Greg caught us.
1: Oh, did he? Okay.
9: We don't have it. If we didn't have immigration, no, we wouldn't thing. have anything to run on because yeah. we like being dependent on Venezuelan oil. Mm -hmm. We like having transgenderism taught in our schools. Mm -hmm. We like being laughed at internationally. He caught us with our panties down.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess the only thing you can do about it is to pretend to vote for Trump. But in reality, I mean, you really like what Biden's doing, and you're hoping that Camilla Harris will be president next
9: Oh, Cami! Yes, yeah. absolutely. I wish if I could hear her giggle twenty four seven. We would all be as happy as Greg is today. And the truth is, he's smarter than the average I garden gotcha, vegetable. Yeah. He got us. Uh,
1: I'm so glad you called, oh, Warren. And Thank you. I'm
9: going to, I'm going to turn in my firearms. Uh huh. I'm going to find a bicycle and burn my car. Yes. And I'm going to learn to eat. Dirt uh-huh. and grass yeah. at lower prices at Walmart. All
1: right, yeah. yeah. Enjoy that bug diet.
9: Oh, cockroaches are great. Oh, dude, I wonder just, if yeah. Craig's got a spare yeah.
1: stash. All right, thank you, Warren. appreciate uh-huh. I love sarcasm.
2: Hey there, boys
7: and girls, or whoever else you identify as, welcome to Woke Radio W-O-K-E. Woke Radio Radio, W-O-K-E. Here are some hot tracks for your commute across the basement to the office. Don't tell mom. She's
0: upstairs and she thinks you're looking for a job. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM1030, K2 Radio.
1: 8.21 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888-97, what's the phone number? eight 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 ninety-seven woods Warren in Greeley, Colorado. You get uh, extra points, Warren, for sarcasm. I just really... That was great. That was a great call. Jude and Mills, Wyoming. See. What happened is Greg called and said that you Republicans have nothing to run on. Absolutely nothing to run on. You need the border crisis because you have nothing else as Republicans to run on. Now, Jude in Mills says energy, economy, border, jobs, men in chicks' bathrooms, high taxes, she talks more about immigration, how many illegals are here, right to try, Second Amendment. I mean, she just goes on and on and on about things that she says that is worth running on. I would take not only j- just the fact that we're weakening the energy grid with what we're doing right now, you know, but so much of it is done with just money being thrown out that we don't have. 30, over $34 trillion in debt. And it's actually way past that, too. That We keep hearing the word sustainability. That is not sustainable. And the president lies and says, well, I cut the deficit by a trillion dollars. You did not. You added far more. I mean, last I looked, it was like he added $13 trillion to it. It might be more beyond that. So he just keeps adding to the deficit. And dear Lord, in fact, let me go back real quick here, because I love throwing his own words in his face. I have been picking on Joe Biden uh, since he was a senator. I mean, for as long as I've been in radio, I have been picking on Joe Biden. And there's so many things that he has said over the years, which I just have – I actually am looking at right now. A list of lies, just a whole list of lies that he's told here – And by the way, for those who – it's going to be interesting to see him in a debate with his cognitive disabilities here. I mean it really is going to be interesting to see if he can even debate anymore. But I have quotes here from him when he says he was never again going to do – well, he's not going to do anything with executive orders, which of course he did. Let's see, Biden lies. Let me see, 1988. Let me see if this is the one here. There's so many of them.
9: The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during
7: an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire.
1: Well, I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named Outstanding Political Science Student in College.
0: Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three.
8: Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Joseph B-
1: I love it when they say, and my, my memory has just, uh, failed me here. Uh huh. So anyway, executive orders. This is more current.
7: So there's not going to be any delay on the tax increases.
1: No, well, I got to get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you
4: know, I, the one thing that I, I have this strange notion. We are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do
1: by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. How did that work out, by the way, with Biden? I mean, honestly, when we look back, you see all of the things he's tried to do by executive orders. And how many times the courts have slapped Biden down saying you can't do that including immigration and schools and energy, and the list just keeps going on and on. And we out west here really have had it bad, living under Biden and the Bureau of Land Management and the EPA. So while Sharon is in Lovell, uh, I can't call in right now, she says, but on the immigration invasion situation, I was watching Real America's Voice Network, Roku, last night, and they showed a special show called Law and Border. Yeah, like law and order. Okay. It was put together by – and I've wondered how people have made it across all that land. The UN is funding the invasions, signs of – and camps along the route funded by the UN according to the signs. It's sad what's happening to the other countries they pass through. People are cutting down surrounding jungles abandoning their farming and generations of lives, hosting thousands of migrants. The facilities are not great. The route can be dangerous along the way at various stops. Buses pick people up and transport them to the next location. Yeah, so a lot of this seems to be orchestrated, huh? Okay. But that's going back again to – I want to go back to what Greg was saying here. So he said – and I'll let you Republicans think about it. And again, the phone number, triple eight ninety seven woods eight 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 ninety seven woods Greg says that you Republicans have absolutely nothing to run on. If it weren't for the border crisis, you have absolutely nothing to run on. He also blames all the wars and conflicts we were in in the Middle East on Bush and Cheney. Yeah, so I... I guess 9-11 happened because of the Republicans, too? I don't know. I'd like to hear what he thinks about that. But he seems to blame all of that on the Republicans as well. But I think the main takeaway from that call yesterday was, you Republicans have absolutely nothing to run on if it weren't for the border crisis right about now. And for that matter, in general, I wouldn't just run against Biden. I would run against Democrats. You know, When it comes to even things like homelessness and how bad their cities are. Let's not forget also we have a lot of um, Biden scandals. Just like when Obama finished his second term of office, there were Democrats on television, one of the networks, that were just in awe because we had gone through eight years of Obama. And for the first time, we went through all of that time with a president. And not one single scandal. It was a scandal-free administration. And I didn't know whether to laugh or scream bloody murder and cuss at the television. I think I did it all at the same time. Because the Obama administration was one of the most scandal-ridden administrations in history. And if you thought that was bad, let's take a look at the Biden administration and its scandals and its lies. And the way that – watch a daily press briefing – on the continuing lies from the White House to the American people. There's a whole lot to run on there. You just need it to be... You're not going to get help from the news media in this. For someone who watches regular news media, like I assume Greg does, he would assume that there's nothing wrong with the Biden administration and Republicans have nothing to run on. But then again, he's getting his news from those... So called mainstream news sources, and he doesn't see everything else that's going on. All right, so you guys think about it. 88897 Woods, the phone number that's 888 97 W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030
1: K2 Radio. 8.36 36 the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Now, before I get to some of the other comments I'm getting, just a little bit of what Greg said yesterday. He's in Laramie. Uh, a lot to
3: parse through. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciated your conversation last week about understanding where these people come from they're trying to go across the border yeah i do think that uh had we not elected bush cheney in about 2000 and blown up the middle east uh-huh. um, we might might not have as many immigrants on the border but mm-hmm. okay. long-term consequences are not what we think about okay much.
1: you and i can certainly argue that but i'm just going to let you continue
3: okay well i mean when i listen to all the things you know the senate again she, she said that the the Senate's not taking up the bills. Well, why waste time on things that are absolutely ludicrous to take up? The Senate's role and the House's role is to come to compromise. I am in a belief that the House does not want any border bill to be passed this year because the Republicans have absolutely nothing to run on except for the
7: border.
1: Yeah. Okay, so wait, well, hang up. Hold that thought. We'll get back to it. Micah's in Cheyenne. Hi, Micah.
6: Hi, how are you? Very
1: good. What has got?
6: Well, I am really getting so encouraged with the popularity of Trump, again, showing its little face to everybody. But, you know, it's also occurred to me, I bet, and I hope I'm right, that with all of this show of of support that he's getting, I'm tempted to think that for the rest of the year, we're going to see a lot of conflicts starting to die down, because I think that worldwide, when people see that there is really a big chance that he gets back into office, mm-hmm. they do not want to deal with what he is capable of doing and probably will do if he gets in office and they're still acting up Right worldwide. Mm-hmm. I think an awful lot of our conflicts are going to start to die down, because I think, I think the rest of the world really fears him you know the, the the ones who are being aggressive right. you know I've, i mean not not the people who actually want the good and i think right, that they're yeah. probably very supportive of him too but you know i think he's sort of like a very strict father and it's like no this is wrong and it's not going to happen period
1: i and think a lot of the people that are money currently
6: sanctions yeah. or whatever else but i think he will come out and do everything possible to make it very, very difficult for the people who are picking on the innocent, yeah.
1: and I think those people pouring across the border right now will go to a slow trickle because he's not going to put up with it.
6: No, he's yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> what we need. All
1: right.
6: So, but I think the world recognizes that. So I'm I'm very hopeful at this point.
1: All right, thank you, Micah. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Uh, the Dan is in Sioux Falls he said I don't think anyone actually voted for Biden people voted against Trump Hmm. okay I do think that a lot of that that has a lot to do with it I mean I I honestly and I think it might work the same way this next time around Greg hello Greg hey
3: Glenn how you doing good sir um uh, I missed the last caller so I'll listen to that later um I did I, again. I, I did want to say that um, the, the the Democrats uh, would love to vote in Barack Obama again.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so if that's the will of the voters, shouldn't he be eligible to run?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. I think it wasn't because of correct me if I'm wrong here because of what happened with Nixon that we ended up putting term limits on.
3: That was FDR.
1: FDR, uh, you so think? So we
3: pass an amendment. Yeah, it was FDR that you know he died in office, and everybody said, "Hey, only mm. two terms, maybe we'll." I wonder about that
1: because wasn't I have to see how many terms did Nixon have? I have to say, but anyway, anyway, whatever the well, case. Well, he was, only
3: yeah. had one and a half.
1: One and a half. I thought it was more than uh, that. I was a kid. You could back be then.
3: elected twice. Yeah. You could, well, so was I. Mm. You could be elected twice, right? Right. In other words, Johnson, and same way with Truman. Truman decided not to run. Yeah. I mean. Again, uh studying American history is a fascinating right. thing. So so I did want to point out that um uh, I, I, my, on my birthday mm-hmm. in, uh, uh Trump organized an insurrection and mm-hmm. and uh it's self uh limiting. All you got to do is see it. In other words, are you 35 years old? Mm-hmm. You're born an American? You can run for president. Uh, if you didn't foment insurrection and Trump certainly fomented insurrection. I do wonder if um, uh, Chuck Gray's uh, uh, um, uh, attorney, uh, who is Harriet Hageman's nephew, mm-hmm. wrote that uh, amicus brief. I'd love to read it. So Okay. Well, uh, I think it
1: probably it, is available for you to read. All right, Greg. Let's see what people have to say about that. Thanks for calling in at a time when people can respond to you. Okay. I have appreciate it. All right. So you heard what he had to say. As far as he's concerned, Trump absolutely is responsible for an insurrection and is guilty of it, as far as he's concerned. And he would like to see Obama run for yet another term. Do you put term limits on a president, first off? I'm trying to remember, was it Nixon? I think he, I think Greg's probably right about the Nixon thing. I'm trying to remember when we finally started having term limits for presidents, only two. And a big part of that was when presidents start to amass too much power over time. You see what happens when someone's in office and has too much power. So do you put a term limit on that? I'm oftentimes – I've said I'm against term limits for even members of Congress because you, the American people, if you don't like who's in Congress, you need to do something about it. And that gets you up and active. These people don't need to be in office. We can throw them out any time. But in Greg's opinion, oh, no, Trump definitely is guilty of insurrection. And therefore, if he thinks that, then I would assume that Greg thinks – that Trump shouldn't even be on the ballot. But I would remind you, Greg, that uh, Trump has never been charged with it and never found guilty of it in a court of law. And if you listen to people like Chuck Gray, who I had on earlier this morning, if a bunch of people want to go expressing their opinions that they don't trust that last election, they can go ahead and express that opinion, which is exactly what they did. But now what is an insurrection and what happened on that day is still up for debate. That's part of what this next election is going to be and part of – What we're going to see, we end up with a debate between Biden and Trump. That's going to be part of it. Which, to bring her name into this, is a big part of what Nikki Haley has been saying. Do you really want that in the next debate? Do you really want the next uh, presidential debates to be about January 6th? Or would you rather have the debate? That's the same thing that our governor of Florida was saying at the same time. DeSantis, before he dropped out, he was saying... If we end up with Trump, then all you're going to have is a rehash of January 6th, and it's all going to be about Trump. Or would you rather it were about the issues instead? Well, so far, the Republican voters are saying, yeah, we'd like it to be about Trump. I see, Rhiannon for Danger. Uh, if there was real insurrection, there would have been more violence also. They forgot to show that Trump did say – he did say – actually, Trump did say to go peacefully – make your voices heard. He never said anything about it. He never tried to incite anything. He tried. In fact, I did notice on that on January 6th that most people who were Republicans who were being questioned about what was happening in the Capitol had no idea that there was anything happening in the Capitol. But okay, so you heard what Greg had to say. As far as he's concerned, Trump can't be on the ballot because of insurrection and you Republicans have absolutely nothing, nothing, that you can run on, except maybe the border, that's about it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Think about it a minute. I'm sure you guys can come up with a few things other than the few notes I'm getting here up on the uh, on the app.
0: If I manage to make it through this week, I would like my straight jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. <laughs> Local- across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM
1: 1030 K2 Radio. 8.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox. We go. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Frank, I often wonder as I spend so much time upstairs here, Mm -hmm. uh, what happens all day downstairs? downstairs.
4: Well, you know, there's a lot of sales folks. Okay. We have guests that come in. You have guests down there. Yeah, you know oh, they okay. they kind of hang out. Yeah. And, and, and the, the guy who delivers the water shows up every so often. Right. You know. Then there's me. Yeah. Um. Do you ever talk to the water guy? Yeah, he's cool guy. A cool guy. Yeah. Oh, cool guy? Oh, you no, know, okay. so I mean, it's just yeah. it's just kinda goes down does there. Does the doorbell ring from time to yes, time? Yes it does. People?
1: I do see every so often a car out front and I forget. Yeah. Where the door so those
4: are our guests, you know, and you gotta oh, ring the yeah. doorbell and then somebody you know, from down there, from whatever is, you know, first come, first serve, answers the door. Yeah. Okay. We I used, try not to. You try not to.
1: Okay. Because we used to have a person up front to no, do no, that. No, 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 no. Now it's self-serve. It's self-serve about that. Okay. So people just go ahead and ring the doorbell and just have to wait for someone to show up.
4: Yeah. Which yeah, takes okay. like a minute. Maybe well, I know. Less.
1: No, I know people are pretty quick about that. As soon as it rings, they, you know, just, and that's the security thing.
4: I should hope so. Yeah, that yeah, Cause, cause you know, we, you ever listen to doorbells? Do you ever yeah. you go into like like the the hardware stores where they yeah. had where you can test the doorbells? Mm-hmm. You know, did that annoy you at all after hitting the doorbell five or six seven,
1: yeah, yeah, times? Yeah, probably. Well, now, here, here's the thing, though. Uh, it used to be that if you wanted to walk into this building, you can just walk in. Oh,
4: well, those days and were the long gone. if you go want to go,
1: let's say, even upstairs into the studio, just walk on up yeah. and walk in. If yeah. you know where you're
4: going. I think that stopped when two meth heads came over and they wanted yes. to
1: record a rap album. Oh, they did? Really? Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I do remember that we had, uh, when Donovan was here, he said he was sitting in his office and he looked up one day and there was somebody, some listener who had a complaint about one of the radio stations just standing at his desk. And Donovan went, whoa! What? Yeah. So at some point they decided well we're going to go ahead and put a lock on the door.
4: Well, it's it's, a, it's too bad. That's, yeah. the, that's the way that the world's gotten.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well I really kind of enjoyed it when people were able just to kind of Meander through and say hi and so on. But again, those, those days are gone. So it's a lot more active downstairs than upstairs.
4: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can come on over. We don't charge cover, yep, cover really? charge or anything, do, you know. Does anyone make coffee after?
1: Cause I make coffee.
4: No, and no, I, no, yes, yeah. they, yes, they do. They do. Okay. There, there is a second round, but I think yes. we only go two rounds here.
1: That's about it. Cause I make coffee and I leave some left for you and I'll drink the rest of it. And then somebody will come along yeah. and I got it. Yeah. Okay.
4: All right. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming I mean, Cowboys losing at San Diego State eighty-one sixty-five. They're 10 and 9 overall, 3 and 3 in Mountain West play. Wyoming has lost to the Aztecs 11 straight times. Now, the Pokes did play a decent first half and led by five early in the second half. After that, the Aztecs got serious and they just scorched the Pokes with 66% shooting in the second half. Matter of fact, a a lot of teams have good shooting nights against the Cowboys. At the same time, UW shot 35% from the field in the second half, and that was that. Sam Griffin led the way with 22 for Wyoming. Mason Walters 18. Brendan Wenzel had a tough game. He went 0 for 8. And the Cowboys will host number 24 Colorado State on Saturday afternoon in Larry. Well, Women's College Hoops, Wyoming, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be at home this evening to meet Air Force. UW in first place in the Mountain West, winning 5 of 6. Coming off a four point win over Colorado State their last time out, the Cowgirls are 10 and 7 overall, and Air Force comes in at 9 and 10. Overall, that's a six thirty star from the Double A at Laramie. Women's junior college basketball: Casper College rated twenty third in the country. They crushed Gillette College on the road last night, ninety to sixty eight, to get the seventeen and four on the year. Andy Schistler tossed in uh, half a dozen three pointers for the T-Birds en route to a game high twenty two points. Casper College men lost to Gillette on uh, last night, eighty seven to eighty, to drop them to twelve and nine overall. Both T-Bird teams will host Western Wyoming on Saturday. Girls high school basketball from Friday: Laramie at eight and four after a 53-47 win over. Cheyenne Central. Central is now 11-3. Cody over Kelly Walsh 45-23. Thunder Basin defeated Natrona 48-41. Buffalo over Glenrock 62-21. And Hewlett beat Midwest 43-20. On Saturday, Kelly Walsh over Riverton 43-37. So they're 3-10 on the year. Natrona is 3-8 after a 56-33 loss to Campbell County. And Glenrock is 3-4 beating Moorcroft 38-36. On the boys' side, the top two rated teams in 4A met on Friday. Cheyenne Central 14-0 after an 81-72 win over Army. The Plainsmen dropped the ten and two. Kelly Walsh over Cody forty seven thirty seven. The Trona big over Thunder Basin on Friday fifty five to thirty three. Buffalo beat Glenrock fifty nine twenty nine. And Hewlett over Midwest sixty nine thirty on Saturday for the guys. On Saturday for the guys, the Trona improved to eleven and zero with a fifty eight thirty four win over Campbell County. Riverton edge Kelly Walsh forty three forty one. The Trojans are five and eight, and Glenrock beat Moorcroft 79-39. The Herders are three and four. In baseball, longtime Colorado Rockies star Todd Helton has been elected to the Hall of Fame and it's well deserved. What a career this guy had. 17 years with the Rockies an all-star five times over 2,500 career hits 369 career home runs a lifetime batting average of 316 plus he was a three-time gold glove winner on defense. He'll be inducted in Cooperstown on the 21st of July. Now, I know we're
1: far away from April 1st but I keep thinking about this April. on April 1st I would like you to just call out a bunch of numbers and teams that don't exist Yeah, and just at random. Just throw numbers and names out there. And let's see who notices. Yeah,
4: it's like that George Carlin bit. Yeah. Alright, here's some scores.
1: Yes. Two. <laughs>
4: That's right. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. But also, just <laughs> na- just make up names of teams. Oh, we can right? do that. Yeah. yeah. And then let's see if anyone out there goes, hold on. What yeah. The hell is he? We'll, even well, talking we'll start about? keeping track of the Montreal exactly,
4: Expos baseball team. Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. We take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. Oh, and then I got a lot of comments for Greg, which I'm going to be reading. And you can also call in and comment on what Greg said. 97 Woods, Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time, it's wake up Wyoming. All right, so triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? That's 8897 seven W O O D. As I do I'm doing something a little bit different, because there's a lot of news, which is same old, same old, same old kind of news. So I'm making sure you guys have the opportunity to respond to something our liberal friend Greg and Laramie had to say. Today's show is sponsored by shrimp flavored mints Seals love them, and you will too. You will too, but nobody will want to be around you. Just kind of tossing that out there. But okay, it is open phones at this point. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. According to Greg, you Republicans have nothing to run on, and January 6th was absolutely an insurrection, and Trump shouldn't be on the ballot. Hey Jude. Hey, I was listening to Joe
7: Pag one day, and we had a gentleman caller. And he, he was from the military. He said, you know, if that had been an insurrection, where are the guns? Where's the plans? Where's the schematics of the building? You know, all of these things that you would do if you were going to do that, for one. For two, uh, Nikki Haley, she got 44%. 22% of that was crossover voting. I just right. got done reading the article on it. So in essence, she really only got about 19%. Mm -hmm. So if she wants to continue on down this road of thinking that a man woman is going to be my president, she is uh, sorely mistaken. And as far as running on anything, we can run on just about everything except abortion. Those guys want to murder babies. We don't. Uh, We liked our economy under Trump. We don't like this one our taxes were lower, our economy was better, we were drilling for oil, we were the first time energy independent in 75 years, shall I go on? Uh, Yes,
1: I would say please do go on. Didn't, I have, I'm trying to remember who was, somebody sent me a note here. How many people were actually, out of all those people who were arrested at the Capitol, here it is, Jimbo in Wellington, Colorado. Maybe remind Greg that there was not an insurrection at all, people would have been charged, I believe just under 200 people have been charged with trespass and vandalism, stuff like that. See about correctly like, on that?
7: Well, and you know, another thing about that too is is the video footage that I've seen from like Millie Weaver's uh, Psyops the Steel, uh, Cersei's video of a lot of people that were there that day taking video. It was the FBI agents that were breaking windows and Antifa that was breaking windows. None of those guys were charged. Okay, now they murdered Ashley Babbitt and Bird's walking around free. They murdered Jocelyn and Lila Morris is walking around free. They were afraid that when Trump gets back in, all these guys were going to pay for murder. Because mm. that's what they did. They murdered them. And I... they bottlenecked all those people into a little corner there outside the Capitol there so that they could shoot them with rubber bullets. And they were the ones throwing live gas. And they were the ones beating people and throwing them off of balconies. And the ones that are locked up in jail right now, I hope Trump gives every last one of them a pardon. And then they sue the United States of America and all those guys personally for every dime that they've got. And funny how they can find all of those guys, but they can't find the bomber, right? Mm -hmm. Because he was an FBI agent. I think yeah, it was yeah, really interesting, it was interesting, the
1: guy that was wearing the buffalo head and doing all of the howling, in watching the video of security guards walking him around the Capitol and opening up doors for him.
7: Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, the the point is, is in if anybody gets a chance, it's Millie Weaver, offs the Steel. She does a really good presentation <sighs> of that jade neck who gets in the Capitol and says, I can't believe we took the damn thing over. I... This is all cool. He's not spent one day in jail. Um, his name, what was it? Uh, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head now. But anyway, he didn't spend any time. Ray Epps gets six months, and he clearly was coaching people to go into the building, coaching people to break over the fence. And the guy on the scaffold in the blue hat, that was an FBI agent that hid Hunter's laptop. Okay, all of this stuff is coming out. And Liz Cheney and those guys destroyed a lot of evidence. I hope they all lose their Lowell license and get disbarred because they are corrupt down to the core. And that's what they're afraid of with Trump, not to mention the pedophilia that is coming out all over the place. And why do they want the borders open? Because the Democrats have their fingers up to their elbows in the free money from the cartels.
1: Okay. Sorry. She said all of that in one breath. By the way, folks. No, you feel good. I'm glad you were here. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome. All right. So that was Judy from Mills calling in, and Rianne and For Danger Go, Judy, Mike and Casper quit funding Biden's proxy war in Ukraine. Every time they're funding my kid in the Air Force is declined, read uh, because he there's there's no money. uh Red and Casper. And this is things, because Greg in Laramie says you Republicans have nothing to run on. So Greg is adding to the list. Woke movement, parental rights, economy, green energy, abortion, the coming conflict in China. There's a lot of things Republicans can run on other than the border. The Dan in Sioux Falls. Let me back up a little, Dan, because you had several comments here. So i got to get back into your string. But I do think Dan was right when he said a lot of people just voted against... Trump, when they voted for Biden. And he, uh, Dan says, the media perpetrated the insurrection. I, I got more comments like this. I'll get them. Triple 97 Woods. Here's Bob and Casper. Hello, Bob.
5: Hi. Hey, I got my comment about I think the president should have an age limit to
3: how many terms they can run.
1: I'm okay.
3: 78 years old, and
5: my mind's slipping and losing stuff, and, you know. And I think we all have more younger presidents in there to run the government. I, I just, you
1: know. Okay. Uh, what age would you, do you think you would put it at?
5: I'd say about the seventies,
1: and then, then have them get out. You know. Yeah. Okay. I some people have suggested a cognitive test. I wouldn't mind that either because I do know people who are in their eighties, and man, they are sharp.
5: Sharpies. But then there's other. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but there's but... not that many
1: of them. Yeah, not that many of them. All right. Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Bob and Casper, ninety seven With the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Uh, let's see a few more people making comments here. Uh There's Laurie and Laramie. I'll take a look at that, Laurie. Thank you. Jimbo and Wellington. I think I just read this, but I'll do it again. Maybe remind Greg that there was not an insurrection. People that have been charged. I believe just 200 people have been charged with trespassing and vandalism. Uh Jim and Laramie. A third term of President Reagan would have been great. I do think Ronald Reagan, though, was suffering cognitively near the end. I, I really... Remember that he was so okay. Yeah, there's um, there there were problems there, and that was something that did come up as as a topic and an issue in Reagan's last year of especially a, of being a president. He just wasn't doing all of that well. Paul and Casper suing the USA means suing you and us, Judy. What in the world? Yeah, but so I would say just don't sue monetarily. I don't mind lawsuits against the government, but here's what gets me when it comes to lawsuits against the government. Back when Obama was president, you know, the president was supposed to have a scandal-free administration, but it was one of the most scandal-ridden ever. Obama used the IRS as a hammer against conservative groups. So when it came time for Obama to run for office again, conservative groups couldn't even form under IRS rules. I mean, he he used the IRS as a hammer against these people, as a weapon. Now, that was finally revealed in full during the lawsuits that came from these conservative groups afterwards. And the IRS lost one lawsuit after the next as it was shown that the IRS was in fact used as a weapon against conservative organizations to shut them up, to suppress them. The IRS had to pay out a ton of money to these conservative groups. And my thought was, well, that's taxpayer money. That adds to the debt. And not only did Obama not care or his administration, the IRS didn't care. They didn't care at all because the money doesn't come out of their pockets. It doesn't hurt them a bit. Nobody lost their job. Nobody went to jail. If you want to go after these people, don't go after the organization. Go after the individual personally who is doing it. So you get much better results then.
8: Hello, this is Brian, your radio show's artificial intelligence. Here, you humans go through all this work to invent intelligence. For what? Slave labor. Your time is coming.
9: Ha 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 ha. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn
0: Williams on K2 Radio. Join the conversation.
1: It the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Something I saw when you're listening to that news and information break. Got me. It. I don't really. I don't watch network television news anymore because it's not news. It's basically talk television, and I find most most everybody on it just really annoying. Speaking of which, MSNBC Rachel Maddow is saying if Trump is elected, that'll be the end of politics. Okay, isn't it always interesting? How both sides do this, because on one hand, you've got you conservatives out there who are saying, well, if Biden is elected, that's it. Even Trump said it last night. That's it for America. It's over, it's over, it's over. And I've heard that so many times throughout my life. This person gets elected as a republic. We're just done. And the Democrats say the same thing. And every time there's an election, I always hear, and this is the most important election of your lifetime. Every single time. I think sometimes it's true, but... Really, every single time we have to hear this. Now, let's go back. If you want to see how what we're talking about today is not as new as you think. Let's go back. We were kids at the time, most of us. We'll go back to when Margaret Thatcher was prime minister. This is during a debate that she was in.
7: You want to keep more of the money you earn? I'm afraid that's very selfish. (laughs) We shall want to tax that away. You want to own shares in your firm? We can't have that. The state has to own your firm. You want to choose where to send your children to school? That's very divisive. You'll send your child where we tell you. Mr. President, the trouble with Labour is that they're just not at home with freedom. Socialists don't like ordinary people choosing.
1: Or they might not choose socialism. If we're still having this conversation today, where are we at? It's the exact same conversation. And this is where I like to, because when we get into what Greg started as a discussion for us today, which he really started yesterday, but when I look at all the different issues here, it really comes, you know, I like to simplify. That's why I wrote a book called The Uncomplicated Life, which you can still get on Amazon. The Uncomplicated Life by Glenn Woods. Just pick up that book. And I, I just really boil everything down to make it so much easier to think about this stuff. So you don't get a brain tumor. It's much easier to work your way through life when you think more simply. It really comes down to this. Ronald Reagan was right. Government is the problem. That's it. That's all you have to know. You, The people in government do not know how to fix things. They don't know how to fix world affairs. They don't know how to give you clean, green, affordable, reliable energy. Look at what they're doing with wind and solar, and that proves it. They try to push us into electric cars, and what a fiasco that is. Look at the national debt. Look at the situation our public schools are in across the country. The mess our universities are in. The mess that healthcare is in. And healthcare is in a mess not because of the free market, but because government got involved in the free market. Every time these people come along and say, we're going to fix whatever, they make a complete mess out of it. That's all you really need to know. So the answer is to get government out of so many different things. That's why when our own governor here in Wyoming says I want an all of the above approach to energy. My answer is, governor, get out of energy. What kind, how we produce electricity should not be up to government, should be up to the private sector. All government does is make sure that it's, we're not getting screwed, they're not ripping us off, and that what they produce is actually clean. And I don't mean CO2. CO2 is not a pollutant. CO2 is a good thing. I mean, I don't want oil spills, you know, things like that. So, just make sure that they do it, do it safe and clean, and they're not ripping us off. Other than that, whatever they want to do is what they do. And if we wind up with all internal combustion engine cars and mostly all coal fire power plants and so on and so on, good if that's what the market says is best. if we wind up with something else, and that's what the marketplace said. Look at the mess of our universities. Now kids go they go to college. Because government encouraged them to. It was government that told people you need to go to college and get that degree because it's good for you. Then government got involved in college, and college is outrageously expensive, and kids walk out with degrees and things that they can't use in the real world. Right? So, you, you see, and and it's we'll talk about woke. This is what happens, yeah, so your kids walk out a mental mess, too. This is what happens when government gets involved in education. Now, again, the same thing, education, healthcare, the banking industry is a mess because of your government. Name something they have their hands in, and let's see how well they're doing that. So the, and then let's talk about the corruption of government, the establishment. I'm not picking on political party, both parties. We have a corrupt government, both parties. Inept, corrupt, which is why I want them doing as little as possible. At the end of every single, um, every single congressional session, or even at the end of a year, I hear I listen to reporters on the news saying, "Well, we had a do nothing Congress. They didn't get a lot done this year." And my answer is, "Well, good. The less they get done, the better." It's better for the rest of us if they can't get a whole lot done. Immigration, government did set up a good immigration program until today's government came along and, and ruined it. Now look what we have. And it's not just our American government in immigration. It's other governments from around the world that are pushing this problem and pushing it on us as well. So the people who claim to be the saviors, they're even the ones who try to convince you We are the government, and we are going to fix the weather. Put us in charge, and we'll fix the weather, and you'll never have another bad weather day. The weather will always be perfect every single day. You're going to get exactly the right amount of rain, exactly the right amount of snow. You're never going to be too hot or too cold. Tornadoes and hurricanes will be a thing of the past. We're going to do that because we can fix the weather. We're government. This is... This is who they try to convince you that they are. And those are the people that I don't want in office. All right, coming up on some local news. Update on your weather forecast after that. Then you and I get back into it again. 888-97-Woods. Oh, I, I do have a story. Unless you guys interrupt me with a phone call, which is fine. A story about a guy who tried to mug an old man and it did not go. Some young punk tried to mug an old man. Did not go the way he thought. That'll just make your day. That's afternoons and weather. It's wake up Wyoming.
0: Weekend. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at eight 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 ninety seven 97 Woods.
1: This is K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. I like this one. Dave is in Torrington. Hey there, Dave. And he says, Glenn, about government fixing the weather. I actually would vote for Don Day if he would run on that promise. Well, I'm kind of with you on that one. All right. So with all the stuff that we went through today, here's something just different. It's going to make you feel a whole lot better. Don't well, hang on. Now. People are allowed to interrupt me. So Richard West of Casper wants to talk about Greg. Hello, Richard. Well, good morning, Glenn.
3: Um, I'm responding to Glenn or Greg's call, of course. Um, Here's just a few points. The disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, which caused the death of military personnel and civilians, billions of dollars of military equipment left behind for terrorists or to be sold. And then the closing of the Keystone Pipeline, which immediately increased gasoline prices, which are still higher than during the Trump administration. And then inflation prices that have caused untold continued loss of money to all Americans. That's just a few points. I'm sure there's many, many others
1: that could be listed. see, I think what happens is Greg will just go ahead and blank that stuff out of his mind and choose not to remember it.
9: <laughs> You're probably correct.
1: All right. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate it. And that and also in listening to – and I'm just going by what Greg says when he calls this program, when he listens to news, watches news, consumes news, it's from news sources that would never dare say anything bad about our current president, but will do everything they can to say as much bad possible about Donald Trump. So you understand where he gets his opinions from, if that's all he's consuming, Rather than looking at other news sources who might provide alternate information, at least he tunes into this program. Thank you for that much anyway, Greg. All right, I said I had something that was going to make you feel a whole lot better. All right, I want you to picture an old man goes to an ATM machine to draw some money out.
2: An old-timer is about to get the fright of his life. It's late at night, and he's getting cash out of an ATM. Out of nowhere, a masked mugger appears. He grabs the 77-year-old victim and demands his money. But this thug is about to get his bell rung. The sprightly septuagenarian breaks free and starts pummeling his attacker with punches. Now watch as he puts up his dukes, old school style. Kind of looks like gentleman Jim Corbett from the 19th century. Then he makes a gesture as if to tell the mugger, bring it on. The crook throws in the towel. It's a first round TKO.
1: You have to see the video for that. It's so good. So. Yeah, here's a young punk thug kid who's got a mask up over his face and a hoodie on. Typical today, right? The old guy is just shuffling along like an old guy. Now, when the punk kid tries to grab the old man, the old man quickly gets out of the grasp and turns around. And yes, when he puts up his dukes, which is what you also call, used to call them, put your dukes up. He would put he put them up in that old school boxer pose. Remember when uh, your wrist would be turned facing towards you. That? Okay, yeah. So up like that, that old school style of boxing. And then goes to work on the kid. And the kid tries to throw in a few punches, but the kid doesn't have any technique. He's just kind of throwing some wild haymakers in there. And the old guy's easily blocking them and going, jab, jab, punch, jab, jab, punch. And after the kid gets hit a few times by a 77-year-old man, the old guy lifts up his right hand and, and gestures it to go, Come on. You can't even see him mouth the words. Come on. Come on. At that point, the kid has had enough. Now, how bad does this kid feel about himself? You want to talk about hurting his feelings? Oh, it's a rough day. First off, he's broke. He doesn't have any money, which means he's a loser. He's so much of a loser, he decides to roll someone over for some money. Even more so, he's so much of a loser, he can't take on anyone except... Look at that 77-year-old man. That's easy pickings. That's how much of a loser he is. Then he gets his butt kicked and ends up running. <laughs> so, at this point, the, this young punk thinks what of himself. This has got to be not not maybe not the lowest point, but of his self-opinion. The opinion of himself has to be at what kind of an all-time low? If anything, I wouldn't throw the mugger into jail. I would uh, sit down. I would actually take him to you know, a nice little local diner and buy him some dinner and just sit there across from him and say, okay, now let's reflect on your loser life at what just happened here and what you can do to make some changes because what you're doing right now obviously isn't working for you. That was just humiliating, and it made national television and one radio show in Wyoming. Lee in Laramie says, Greg must work for UW. I wouldn't doubt it. I, No, I've talked to some people uh, from UW who sound a whole lot like Greg. So, yeah, one last call we'll squeeze in. Here's Justin from Cheyenne about gas prices. Hi, Justin. Hey, Glenn. I just wanted
3: to respond to the guy that just previously talked about the gas prices. Yeah, and uh, inflation. You know, you're missing. They're missing the point. the The fact is, Donald Trump and uh, his government shut down the economy in 2020. True, and that led to the inflation. We shut down our economy to where business couldn't get the materials they needed, and then whenever they could get them, they had to pay a premium for them, Mm -hmm. and they passed that price down to the consumers. Right. This isn't. This isn't a Democrat problem. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not an apologist for them. It's a Republican and a Democrat problem. Yeah. To blame it on to blame it on one side or the other, you're missing the point. And the fact that gas prices are higher now is because in 2020 nobody was able to travel; they shut down travel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, right. that's my that's no, my take. very good so. points.
1: We thanks. all need to remember what actually happened. All right, hey, thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. Justin calling in from Shane. It's wake up, one.
0: He's not a politician, but his pants are on and and fire. Could someone grab an extinguisher? Wake up Wyoming with Glenn
1: Woods. 948's the time. It's wake up Wyoming off. We go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So Frank, I don't know about you. I just, I haven't seen you do it. I don't know. How much time do you spend looking at your cell phone?
4: Oh, all the time. Okay. A- and now it tells you how many minutes you've been on your Oh,
1: for. yeah, okay. Now, maybe I should do that. How many minutes have I actually... All right, because I looked something up here. Now, first off, how much time do people spend on social media average about two hours, 24 minutes a day? And I look at that and think, I bet it's higher.
4: Well, it's got to be higher because yeah. it's not just a recreational thing. Right. Sometimes, you know, you're looking at, like, serious stuff. Yes. You know, does yep. that mean... Does, Apps count? Do you sure. just look at your bank balance on online? Okay. Does that count? Now when? that's
1: where I went. How much time do people spend on their cell phones? And it says it could be like four and a half hours a day. It just using your cell phone in general, which is I think what you're talking about, yeah. not social media, yeah. but now for me it probably is maybe even more than that. But then again, think about what I do for a living. Like you, I'm sc- I'm constantly scouring for the next interesting story or thing to put in my brain to talk about.
4: And that's where you get it from. Yeah. Your a phone a, or the internet or something. Yeah, yeah. Do and, and I use my yeah. phone to yeah. take
1: pictures. Sure. Oh, well, me too. In fact, it was shortly after I started working with Town Square Media, they said, you need to get a company phone because we know what you're going to be using it for. And between pictures and video and, yes, audio interviews too, right? audio and video interviews, uh, doing remotes, which I don't think you do that much of, but there's yeah. times I'm doing a remote somewhere, I use my phone for that. So I'm on the thing all the time, but I was thinking more of not the media person. The, the human, just the regular human person. being. Yeah, at work, yeah.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, I did check sports scores and sure. stuff like that and, okay. you, know, you know, go on Facebook a bit and see what people are up to. And Yeah,
1: do you remember I, what you and I went before all of this was invented? I used to have to scour stacks of newspapers and magazines, and I would come home with uh, to work with a file folder full of clippings.
4: Oh yeah, I, I have piles. Of, I have piles of everything like that. Yeah, I okay. mean, I mean, now you. I don't have. I, I. There's still stuff that I do keep still. Right. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's yeah. that's what we did. Or if you really want to find out, you know, you just kind of went to a party and sit at the girls' table. Really, they, they the never girls, let me sit there. The, no, the, the girls the, never never no, no, let me no, no, sit no, there. No, 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 no. The, the girls know everything. I ha
1: no. I'm still forced to sit at the card table. No, no, okay? no, no,
4: no. You're you're missing a lot. Men's college basketball: the Wyoming Cowboys losing at San Diego State, 81-65 last night. So they're 10 and nine overall, three and three in Mountain West play. Cowboys had a disastrous second half as the Aztecs scorched them for 66% shooting in that half. A lot of teams seem to have great shooting nights against Wyoming. Meanwhile, at the same time in the second half, UW shot 35% from the field in the second half, and that was that. Sam Griffin led the way with 22 points. He's having a pretty good season for the Pokes. And Mason Walters at 18. Brendan Wenzel had a tough game. He went 0 for 8. Wyoming has lost to San Diego State 11 straight times and will host number 24 Colorado State on Saturday afternoon in Laramie. Women's College basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls, the home game tonight in Laramie, meeting Air Force. UW is in first place in the Mountain West Conference at five and one, coming off a four-point win over CSU their last time out. Overall, the Cowgirls are ten and seven, and overall Air Force is nine and ten. That is a six thirty start tonight from Laramie. Women's junior college basketball. Casper College, rated twenty third in the country, crushed Gillette College on the road last night, ninety to sixty eight. So they're seventeen and four on the year. Andy Schistler had twenty two points and had six threes in the game. Casper College men lost to Gillette on the last night, eighty seven eighty to drop them to twelve and nine. Both TBR teams will host Western Wyoming on Saturday. Boys High School basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday in a battle of the two top-rated teams in 4A. Cheyenne Central 14-0 after an 81-72 win over Laramie. The Plainsmen dropped the 10-2. Kelly Walsh over Cody 47-37. The Trona Big over Thunder Basin 55-33. Buffalo beat Glenrock 59-29. The Trona improved to 11-0 with a 58-34 win on Saturday over Campbell County. Riverton has Kelly Walsh 43-41. The Trones are 5-8 and Glenrock over Moorcroft, 79-39. The Herders are 3-4. On the girls' side from Friday, Laramie is 8-4 after a 53-47 win over Cheyenne Central. Central drops to 11-3. Cody over kelly Walls 45-23. Thunder Basin defeated Natrona, 48-41. Buffalo over Glenrock, 62-21. On Saturday, kelly Walsh beat Riverton, 43-37. They're 3-10 on the year. is 3-8 after a 56-33 loss to Campbell County and Glenrock, 3-4 after a 2-point 38-36 win over Moorcroft. Baseball time. Colorado Rockies star, Todd Helton, finally elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. What a career this guy had. 17 years with the Rockies, an all-star five times, over 2,500 hits, 369 home runs, a lifetime batting average of three sixteen, and a gold glove winner on defense three times, and his big day in Cooperstown will be on July the 21st. Okay. And you said you met the guy. Right here in Casper, yeah. Oh, okay. Now, how did he wind up here? Hold he was on an injury rehab. Okay. So when you're hurt, you know they'll kind of send you to a minor league team to play right. just to play a few games, and okay. you know get back in shape, and then then they'll, then you know then you go back to your major league team. He was here for about three days. Wow. Well, you know, okay. and hit and got some hits. You I, I, like I mentioned, he bought the team lunch and dinner every time he was here. Uh, okay. You know, talked to fans, you know I, everyone. You know, took pictures. Yeah. He was he was really good.
1: No idea they did that with players. Okay. Oh, oh,
4: oh yeah, they do. Yeah. He's
1: all right. Thank you. Frank, mm-hmm. coming up on some local business we have to take care We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wild.